Thank you so much for visiting us online today. We believe God wants to speak to you through the following message. If you would like to connect with us or send us your prayer request, visit us at kingsgatehobs.com. Overarching series, yes, today's message is the testimony of a criminal. The overarching series is honor the road least traveled. But you're going to like today because God has a word for you in there. He has a word for me in there. But before we talk about honor, before we talk about the testimony of a criminal, we're going to talk about some dishonor too. I'd like to honor someone who's dear to my heart. My dad's birthday is tomorrow. He'll be 73 years of age. Go ahead and stand to your feet, and let's give the Lord a praise offering for the founding pastor of this ministry. You say he doesn't look 73. It's because he has a bunch of hair. Go ahead and be seated. I just came up with that right now. It just came to me. I had a revelation. I was like, oh, that's why dad looks so good. He's got hair. Praise God. So happy birthday to dad. His birthday's on April 5th. You say, man, God's leading me. I want to I bless the pastor. He loves gift cards. He loves gift cards to Lowe's and Home Depot and other stuff. I think Amazon gift cards as well. He also spends money, a little bit. Not much cash, but, you know, if you give him cash for his birthday, if God laid that on your heart, he'll probably have it next April 5th when he turns 74. He just, he's not a big spender. He's a giver, but he's not a big spender. So let's get into the word today, the testimony of a criminal. So remember with me, if you will, we talked about this last week briefly. You remember last week was Palm Sunday. It's the Sunday before the Friday that Jesus was crucified. So man, remember the honor of the triumphal entry on Palm Sunday and how it led you know, they were saying, Hosanna, blessed be the, the one who comes in the name of the Lord. Blessed is the son of David. And it led to the dishonor of that Friday. His betrayal. Can you imagine that? By one of his 12. His betrayal. Someone who was closest to him. And you know how he betrayed him? With a kiss. That's not what a kiss is for. Then he was arrested, man. He had a phony trial. He was abused by the Jewish people in the temple court. And he was abused by a garrison of Roman soldiers. His beard was pulled out. They were hitting him. They, they made fun of him. They beat him publicly with a cat of nine tails. The cat of nine tails was a Roman whip. And they were leather strips that were tied to chunks of bone and pieces of metal. So when you had a big, tough dude swinging that thing, it would dig into your back and pull the flesh out. Some of you have seen The Passion of the Christ. That's probably one of the most accurate renderings of the passion of Jesus as he went through the suffering all the way to the cross, his public edu uh, execution. He was just, they whipped him, they gave him a crown of thorns, they mocked him, and then the, the crowd began to yell, crucify him. Some have said, man, maybe it was the same crowd that said, welcome to Jerusalem, Hosanna. We don't know exactly. And today, I, I maybe, maybe God's going to wipe some of the pride off of our faces because I remember growing up thinking, I would have never been in the crowd who did that. But I don't know. I wasn't there. I'd like to believe I would not have been the, one of the people saying, crucify him. But I do know this, that he was crucified for my sins. People get mad at the Jews. They get mad at the Romans. Well, he needed to be crucified because that was God's plan all along. Only a perfect sacrifice would take away the sin of the world. And there was only, only one perfect sacrifice. It was Jesus, the Lamb of God. Amen, somebody. It was Jesus, the Lamb of God. That's it. 
And then, after all that I've just mentioned to you, he had the dishonor and humiliation of carrying a cross. It was the instrument of his unjust punishment and execution. Can you imagine? He, you're going you're to be killed on this cross. Now carry your cross up there. That's just completely humiliating. And then he was crucified next to criminals. And this is where our story begins. Luke chapter 23, verse 32. Luke 23. 32. Two others, both criminals, were led out to be executed with him. Now, isn't that something else? Criminals. He was the perfect Lamb of God. When they came to a place called the Skull, in Aramaic, I believe it is called Golgotha, they nailed him to the cross. If you've ever seen that place where they think he was crucified, the side of the hill looks like a skull. Part of it's collapsed now, but you can see pictures of it back in the day, and it looks like a skull. And the criminals were also crucified, one on his right, one on his left. And this is amazing. He's being dishonored. He's being humiliated. He's all God, but he is in a human body. He has human emotions because we get our emotions from God, right? The basic, beautiful emotions of love and disappointment and all these things. God gave us our emotions. He says, Father, forgive them for they don't know what they're doing. So as he's saying this, Lord, forgive them. They don't know what they're doing. And the soldiers gambled for his clothes by throwing dice. All of this was prophesied. This is on Friday. But how many of you know that Sunday is coming? There's a man of God years ago. He said, it was Friday, but Sunday is coming. The crowd watched and the leaders scoffed. Can you imagine? It wasn't enough that they had a trumped-up trial, these Jewish leaders, and put him on the cross. And, and hey, anybody who says, you're promoting anti-Semitism. Oh, I'm not. That means hatred against Jews and bigotry and racism against Jews. No, I'm not. I'm telling you the story that the Bible tells. Scripture says he came unto his own in John chapter 1, and his own did not receive him, and his own did not recognize him. The crowd watched, and the leaders scoffed. As if it wasn't enough to have him on a cross. They said, he saved others. Let him save himself if he's really God's Messiah, the chosen one. The soldiers mocked him too by offering him a drink of sour wine. They called out to him, if you are the king of the Jews, save yourself. A sign was fastened above him with these words, this is the king of the Jews. One of the criminals hanging beside him scoffed, so you're the Messiah, are you? Prove it by saving yourself and us too while you're at it. But the other criminal protested, don't you fear God even when you have been sentenced to die? Can you imagine mocking God and you're dying because you're a criminal? Did you know the whole world does that every day? The whole world is on death row. They don't realize it. They're on death row, eternal death row, because they have not accepted Jesus. You say it's because of their sin. No, uh-uh. No. Jesus dealt with sin. It's because of their pride. You start talking to people, and everybody says, you can serve God however you want, until you start talking about a cross, and there's sin in the world, and there's only one way to heaven. Oh, man, they'll cuss at you. They'll say, you're judging me. Uh-huh, but every, everybody has sin. We all have sin. We need a Savior. Look at what he says. This is so prophetic. I've always said, man, this was me. We deserve to die for our crimes, but this man hasn't done anything wrong. That was a double-edged sword, that statement. He's basically saying he's done nothing wrong now, and he's done nothing wrong ever. He has done nothing wrong. He was perfect. Then he said, Jesus, look at this simple profession and confession of faith. He looks over at Jesus. 
Remember me when you come into your kingdom. Powerful words that will echo throughout history. Jesus replied, I assure you, today you will be with me in paradise. I say to you, if you're listening to this message today on the live stream or in person, or you live, listen to this later on the, the, the podcast, don't put it off anymore. You think 2020 was crazy? 2021 is just getting wound up. Uh-huh. I believe you say, oh, are you predicting? Th-? I'm not predicting anything except that this looks to be like the beginning of the end of it all. Say, how many years is it going to take? I don't know, but why wait? Why risk it? I want to have fun. Ah, those weekends, those don't look fun to me. I don't know who's listening to this. I'm sure I'm not speaking to anybody in this house. But if you've put it off with God, don't put it off anymore because your time of judgment is coming. Scripture says it is appointed unto men and women, unto mankind, once to die. And after this, the judgment. I say this with fear and trembling because I'll be there too. But I thank God I've been covered by the blood of Jesus. And so have you. We have no excuse, do we? We have no excuse. We have no excuse. Say, oh, no, they went to hell because they were perverted or they were, they were into homosexuality or they were into pedophilia or they were into this or they were a murderer or they were... No, they went to hell because they rejected the sacrifice of Jesus, the perfect Lamb of God. He dealt with the sin problem so you could have a relationship with him. Here we are in America where it's been free all these years and 2020 shook everyone. Remember last year? You can't go to church. What? You sound opinionated, Pastor Matt. Hang out. Check me out every week. I'm very opinionated, especially when it comes to God's Word and the ability to freely worship. You say, oh, no, no, freedom of worship. Go to church, but you can't sing. You mean Jesus died? He was hung up on a cross? Some theologians believe he was hung to die naked. You know how embarrassing that would be? Even if it was just his undergarments, he's torn to shreds and he's practically naked or naked. And we're worried about, oh, well, you know, I mean, I don't know if I'm going to accept Jesus or I'm going to serve him. And they're saying, don't go to church and don't don't sing. Are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? He died. He was ashamed. He was humiliated so that we would not have to be ashamed or humiliated. He suffered. And guess what? Yeah, Scripture says we will be part of the fellowship of his suffering. But here's the good news for you. Jesus said, Satan comes to steal, kill, and destroy. I have come that they may have life. Someone say it with me. And they may have it in abundance or have it more abundantly. So don't ever talk to me. Nobody, don't ever talk to me about it. I'm just having fun right now. You don't. Man, I have so much fun. It should be illegal. I have so much fun. I'm married. I'm satisfied in God. I'm faithful to my wife. We're blessed. You say, yeah, but you have lack in these other areas. I don't have lack because God's with me. He's taking care of everything. That's the same for you. You say, man, how do you do that? What do you do? You're great. No, I just humble myself and say, God, I can't without you. Everything I have is borrowed. Even the time I have right now is borrowed. It's all borrowed. Many of you have cheated death before because God wasn't ready for you to be done yet. And some of you, you weren't ready to meet him yet. It's time now to get serious about God. Why is this so important on a resurrection Sunday? Why? Because he rose again today. You're here. Everybody in this house, beautiful faces, different colors, different skin tones, different hair types, uh, hair types and, and different backgrounds and cultures and educations. 
You're here to hear the message of Easter today. And here's the message of Easter. He lived, he died, and he rose again for you and for me. That's all you need to remember. It's real simple. It's real simple. Let's give the Lord a clap offering today. So you look at this briefly and you say, man, this, you look at this text in Luke and then you look at the other texts in the New Testament and say, well, another text says that both criminals were hurling insults at Jesus. Is, is the Bible contradictory? Oh, no, simple logic would dictate that both criminals, when they were going to be crucified, were probably hurling insults at Jesus. And one of them repented. You have different eyewitness accounts that are true. Everybody can look up here and look at me, and they, I'm telling you, a week from now, even if it's all the truth, people will say different things. Some will say, Pastor Matt was wearing a, a bluish shirt. Some will say, no, he had a dark jacket on. Some will say, well, I just noticed that he wears jeans. He doesn't like to wear suits very much. But those are all true statements. They're all true statements from different eyewitness accounts. So, yeah, it's very likely that both criminals were acting a fool and they were hurling insults at Jesus. And then one said, though, wow, let's go to verse 39. Let's go to verse 39. I want to just read through this again. So one of the criminals begins to scoff. You're the Messiah. Prove it by saving yourself and us, too, while you're at it. But the other criminal protested, don't you fear God? And we'll stop there. Even when you have been sentenced to die? Oh, man, look how humble this criminal became. And look at the testimony of this criminal. Point one today. He humbly spoke. Look at this. He humbly spoke and proclaimed honor and respect for God. Just out, out of nowhere. It's interesting. These guys are dying. But you would think that both would be begging Jesus for mercy, right? But only one of the two did. Isn't that, isn't that interesting? One was still scoffing. You watch the Passion of the Christ. The one who scoffed and laughed at Jesus and the Passion. I don't know that this happened. It's not mentioned in Scripture. Birds came and started pecking his eyes out. Remember that? Pretty creepy. Just foreshadowing. The dude, if he didn't repent, he was on his way to hell. He said, oh, my gosh, you just used that word in church? Yeah, Jesus talked about that more than he did heaven. So my job as a minister of the gospel, my job as a pastor is to warn people, correct, edify, build up, encourage, but to always speak the truth. Someone say the truth. Man, if I didn't love you, I'd just say, look, America's going to get better than ever this year. The world is going to perfect itself without God. Those would be lies, wouldn't they? It has to get worse so that Jesus, the true king, can come back and take over this place. And bring true justice, order, and righteousness. Humanity, look, you can't reform the world. You can't. You can't reform the whole world. Here's what you do is you pull people out individually and say, man, Jesus saves. And they accept Jesus and they are reformed. And someone who loves the Lord and knows the Lord, they're going to treat people of all colors the same. They're going to honor everybody. They're going to show no favoritism. They're going to love God and they're going to love people. And look at the humble honor that this criminal, he's dying. He lived a life of crime. He proclaimed honor and respect for God. I've been saying this for weeks now. Scripture says, Scripture says that the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. Because once you fear and honor and respect God, there's a lot of things you just won't do, huh? 
I'm never going to give you a list of do's and don'ts. I'm going to give you a list of, hey, this is how we honor God, by obeying him. Because we can do the list of do's and don'ts. That was the Old Testament. Remember that? Some have said there's like, six, how many, 614 statutes in the Old Testament? 614? I don't know if I would even want to try to count to 614. But that's how many statutes and, and laws and regulations. And now all we have to remember is just Jesus, man. Just Jesus. He saves I'm going to live right because I love him. I'm not trying to take advantage of his love in that. I'm going to live how I want. No, because if you accept Jesus and there is no change, maybe you didn't really accept him. Is everybody with me today? Because I'm not going to debate the debate of once saved, always saved. Well, if you're saved, you're going to live like you're saved. If you love God, you're going to live like it, right? I'm not going to stand around and try to argue with people and say, no, I'm saved, but I just live like the devil. Well, that's between you and God, but according to Scripture, that doesn't work. So go in peace because train wreck is coming. Train wreck, explosion, implosion, whatever, it's coming. This, this gentleman, though, it dawned on him. He said, wait, don't you fear God, especially now that we're condemned to die? So he proclaimed honor and respect for God. Don't you fear him? Wow. Look at number two here. He admitted he was wrong. He admitted he was wrong in that same statement. He said, we're condemned to die because we deserve it. I don't know why that's so hard for humans. Some more than others, right? Say, man, I, I just, I just, I can't admit it when I'm wrong. Really? You're going to be in trouble. <laughs> that's not very deep or theological, is it? Say, man, Pastor Matt, I was waiting for you to go into a Greek word for that. He, Aramaic it, or, 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 you know, something. Hebrew, a deep meaning of that. No, if you can't admit when you're wrong, you're in trouble because we have to admit that everything we have is from God. In him we live. The Apostle Paul said it so beautifully, and he was quoting someone else in this context, but he said, in him we live and move and breathe and have our existence. Apart from God, Jesus said, apart from me, you can do nothing. But he said, if you ask anything in my name, according to his will, Scripture says, you can have it. Wow. Scripture says all things are possible with God. This guy said, I'm wrong. Look, do you have no fear of God? We're, we're condemned to die. And then he said, but this man has done nothing. Look at point three today. This man has done nothing. He confessed Jesus was innocent, but I believe he was con confessing the perfection of Jesus as well. When he said, I, I mentioned this earlier, when he said this man has done nothing, I believe he was saying he's done nothing to, to, uh, worthy of this death, but I believe he was saying he's perfect. He's never done anything wrong. He was making a profession of faith while he's bleeding out on a cross. Have you ever studied how people died on crosses? Very humiliating. Some of them crucified with clothes on, some without. Can you imagine? It's terrible. But they would, they would hang them up on them, those crosses, and they would nail their feet in place at the bottom, and then they would nail their hands, most likely by the wrist, because if you nail a hand, it'd be hard for that nail to stay on there. Maybe hands, but most likely wrists. Now, there's arteries and veins that go through there. So when those guys are pounding and busting through those things with hammers, 
There's blood flying everywhere. So by the time you get on the cross, and everybody handles pain differently, people are screaming. They're begging to die. And here's the problem with it. Your feet are nailed. You can only imagine how hard, how hard that, would, that would hurt. Just a, a definitively hard, sharp pain. Then your hands are hurting, but then when you slump on the cross, the way it was when your arms are spread like that, you can't breathe. So then over and over again, you step on those feet and put pressure on them. The feet that are nailed to the cross, you can take a breath. So these guys are pushing up in agony and pain. So each breath is a scream. But Jesus, somebody say, but Jesus. Jesus, the one whose name we lift high today and every Sunday and Wednesday connect group at all times. He took time when someone was humble enough to say, we're wrong. Look at him. He's done nothing He's done nothing wrong. Jesus took time to minister to him while he's dying. And sometimes we don't even have time to talk to somebody who looks homeless. They say, all they're going to ask for is money. Well, then don't give them money, but give them a little time. Say, they're going to go smoke it or snort it. Hey, slow down and give them a snack. Give them a hug. Pray for Say, man, they didn't smell good. Yeah, but Jesus came for the unlovely, and we were all unlovely, whether we admit it or not. You can dress up and put some cologne on and look better and smell better, but it's a condition of the heart that Jesus came to deal with. Why? Because that's what either draws us to God or pushes us away from Him. And this is powerful because we see that He confessed that Jesus was innocent or perfect. But then, number four, look at this. He recognized who Jesus really was, it dawned on him in those statements. Number four, he recognized and confessed who Jesus really was. Hmm. Would, you, would you put that verse up there? I believe it's verse 42. This blows me away. I'm going to do my best from breaking down and crying. Let's do verse 41. I want to say this again. Thank you. We deserve to die for our crimes, but this man hasn't done anything wrong, right? He's perfect. He surely doesn't deserve this death like us. Next verse. Then he said, after his confession of faith, he adds to it and makes it even more poignant, more powerful. Jesus, he realized something. Remember me. Everybody wants to be remembered. Nobody wants to be forgotten. It always blows me away when people remember my name. I'm like, it's four letters, but they mess that up. First and last names. They're like, I'm all, how are you doing that? It's just Matt Senna. It's easy. But it blows me away when people remember my name and say, hey, Matt, there was a guy. We went on vacation. He remembered my name. He saw me again. And I told him in Spanish. He's all, hey, how are you, Mateo? I went, he just didn't remember my name. Too bad I ain't going to pay you to take pictures, though, because we got iPhones. He was the photo guy. God bless you, bro. I mean, but this guy said, Jesus, remember me when you come into your kingdom. I love what the Greek actually says. I looked into the Greek on this, and here is what it says. The actual word-for-word translation of this is, Jesus, remember me when you come into the kingdom of you. I've never noticed that before. 
Because he figured out, even dying on the cross, it was all about Jesus and not him. He said, remember me when you come into the kingdom of you, the kingdom of yourself. We translate it in English as your, but Greek and Hebrew are such rich languages. God knew what he was doing when he inspired men to write the scriptures in Greek and Hebrew. They're rich, rich, deep, strong languages, full of meaning and nuance and subtleties. Remember me, Jesus, when you come into the kingdom of you. I'm sure some of you have identified with heroes in the Bible, and I have too in different ways, but usually I identify with human weakness. Usually I identify with stories like this where I say, that was me on that cross, right next to Jesus, having messed up, having maybe mocked him some and sinned and acting crazy, and I'm condemned to die, but then I came to my senses and said, wait, Lord, would you remember me? I just want to be remembered. I just want to be remembered. A confession of faith as he asked for mercy. <laughs> the criminal, the thief, he believed Jesus was who he said he was. Who do you say he is today? Who do you say he is today? You say, I believe he's, uh-huh, but by your lifestyle, who do you say he is today? Let's go to the next verse. By the choices you make daily, who do you say Jesus is? He said, I assure you, and this is for me, this is for you. You make a confession of faith, and you're serious about it, and you live it. He says, I assure you, today you will be with me in paradise. Years later, after having identified with this text so many times when I would read it as a kid, I'm like, I'm that criminal. A man named Gene Edwards wrote a story, and he said, basically, this could have happened. We believe that that criminal when he died that day with Jesus right what an honor to have died with Jesus he went to heaven and when the angels saw him they had never seen anything like I'm not pulling this out of the Bible this is could be okay an author named Gene Edwards who got some revelation and he wrote this very creative writer not a good writer very odd writer but his thought process and his revelation was always so anointed he said he imagined that when this guy stumbled into heaven, the thief, that day that the angels had never seen anything like him. He said that a conversation amongst the angels ensued where they looked at each other when he was walking up to the gates. And they said, who is that nut? What is he and why is he brighter than us? Arguably, he was the first of the redeemed. First to have accepted Jesus and died, knowing Jesus, and he made it to heaven. Can you imagine his testimony in heaven? Oh, yeah. No, that's great. People finish up. They're like, I came to know the Lord. I was in a car accident. He healed me. I did this. And then he waits till everybody's quiet. You know, like the guy who walked on the moon? When he tells that at a party, no one else can say anything else. You know, I walked on the moon. This guy has everyone beat. Say, well, what happened? How did you know Jesus? I died with him. And he may have been the first in heaven who was a true believer like us. He may have been. I don't know if someone else died before Jesus' death, knowing Jesus. I mean, they could have, but this, this was amazing. He, re he replied, I assure you, today you will be with me in paradise. Let's go to Romans 10.9. I want to read a text to you as I wrap this up. If you openly declare, someone say openly declare. 
that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, look at the simplicity of this. You will be saved. I love that. For it is by believing in your heart that you are made right with God. And it is by openly declaring your faith that you are saved. As the scriptures tell us, anyone who trusts in him will never be disgraced or put to shame. Other translations say put to shame. Jew and Gentile are the same in this respect. They have the same Lord who gives generously to all who call on him. For everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. Jesus lives. I'm reminded of the old song that we used to sing in church. Because he lives, I can face tomorrow. Because he lives, all fear is gone. Because I know he holds the future. And life is worth the living because he lives. He lives. Not long after this, you know, three days later, Jesus rose from the grave. And he revealed himself to men and women. But ladies in the house, I want to just hit you real quick. If you're hurt, you've been abused verbally, sexually, whatever, I'm dealing with the ladies right now. I feel led to do this this morning. I need you to know something of great importance. The first to see Jesus when he rose again was a woman. She got to be the first preacher of the resurrection. So don't you forget who you are in Christ, ladies. Hey, men have their place. Men are honored by God as well, but men and women are honored by God. You say, man, well, his disciples were men. Yeah, but Scripture says there was a group of women that supported Jesus' ministry. Isn't that interesting? They were wealthy ladies. They supported his ministry. You can look that up in Scripture. But the first New Covenant preacher after Jesus rose again was a woman. Who was it? Does anybody remember? Mary Magdalene, the hardcore sinner who came to know Jesus and would sit at his feet and learn from him. And you know how she knew it was him? She'd spent enough time to know. She didn't recognize him at first. She'd spent, a t- spent enough time with him to know how her name sounded in his mouth. Scripture says he told her, Mary. And she said, my Lord. She knew him. Do you know him today? Bow your heads and close your eyes. Bow your heads and close your eyes. God's doing a work in you. I don't want you to shake this off. I don't want you to blow it off later on. If you need to watch this again on Facebook or YouTube, check it out. It's important. You had a criminal. Amongst all the dishonor, he decided he was going to honor God. Something clicked in his mind. He said, this is crazy. This is God in the flesh. He's done nothing wrong. He proclaimed an honor and respect for the Lord. Wow. He admitted he was wrong, and then he admitted that Jesus was perfect. And then he asked to be remembered. If you've done this before, I don't want you to raise your hand right now. I want you to really listen to this with your heads bowed and your eyes closed. If you have never received Jesus as your Lord and Savior. I'm going to have more prayers this morning as we close up. But you say, I've never publicly declared my faith in Jesus, ever. I've never confessed him as my Lord and Savior. You say, man, if I died, I don't know where I'm going to go. I don't know if I'm going to heaven or hell. If you don't know, then you're not going to heaven. I'm going to just tell you simply. 
You will know. When you're right with God, you will know. It's not hit and miss. So if you've never confessed Jesus as your Lord and Savior, I want you to raise your hand in this house today. I'm going to pray with you. You say, I've never confessed him as my Lord or my Savior. Would you raise your hand? I'm going to pray with you. Let's pray right now. Let's bow our heads and close our eyes. Father, I thank you for today. I thank you that if there's any in the house that need to recommit their lives to you, they've accepted Jesus, but if they have not lived like it, or those joining us on the live stream, or those checking this out later on YouTube or Facebook or uh, the podcast, Lord, I thank you that now is the time to humble ourselves. The criminal humbled himself. He humbled himself. And it brought great honor to God. It brought great honor to Jesus. But it brings great honor to that criminal. Because here we are, 2,000 plus years later, we're still talking about him and his profession of faith on the cross next to Jesus. God, there was something in there for all of us. Now take it and use it. Help us to apply it. I speak the blood of Jesus over everyone. I speak life. This is our day because it's your day, Lord God. We thank you and we praise you today. In Jesus' name, somebody said... Amen. Let's give the Lord a clap offering today.